chapter 12. We will be reading verses 1 through 8. Romans chapter 12, 1 through 8, talks about the body, but it describes the body in two different forms. Number one, there is this physical body of yours and mine. And then there is this mystical body of all of us who come together as believers in Christ as we worship and as we serve. And so the body times two gives us, in fact, our reading today. Hear the word of the Lord as Paul urges those who read his word. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, use your servants' lips and your people's ears and hearts that as they are joined together, the seed of your word might be planted and brought forth with a resurrection joy. All these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And so in this text, we have the body, the physical body, and we have the body, the church. To begin with, Paul addresses our individual bodies when he says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. By the mercies of God, to prevent your bodies as a living sacrifice. Anything we do for God, we do because God has given us the grace to do it. Anything we seek to accomplish for God, we seek to accomplish because God has been merciful to us. And so, by the mercies of God, by the mercies of God that made us, the mercies of Christ who offered himself up on the cross for us, by the mercies of the Spirit that surrounds us and fills us, we are invited to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual worship. By God's mercies, present your bodies 
as a living sacrifice. Now, as Christianity unfolded in the early first century into the second century, one of the major competing schools of thought was that of Gnosticism, in which the body had no place. If you were a Gnostic, all of spirituality was understood to be something that was in the mind. The body was not something to be embraced, but something to be escaped. Christianity arose in a setting in which it was contrasting its teachings and understanding of the world with that of Gnosticism. And so when Paul says, present your bodies as living sacrifices, he is clinging to this Judeo-Christian understanding that we are physical beings. That God has breathed His life into our race of human beings And God has animated us, and like C.S. Lewis said, we know there's something wrong when we're in the presence of a corpse, that is a body that is not animated with life. And we know there's something wrong when we see a ghost, that is some kind of animation of life that is separated from the body. But we know that resurrection is the, the body and the Spirit once again coming together. It's what happened in Jesus when the tomb was empty and Jesus is raised from the dead incorruptible. It's what happens when when we are raised, when we say the Apostles' Creed. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body. That's our resurrection. That's the trumpet shall sound The dead shall be raised incorruptible. The perishable shall put on imperishability. The mortal shall put on immortality. And then the saying will be fulfilled. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O grave, is your sting? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Present your bodies. Now, Some of you have got more mileage on your bodies than others. Some of us have a lot less mileage, but there are some things that happen as time goes on. Knees need replacing. Hips break. You get gout in your big toe. Sometimes things don't work as well as they might work, but but listen... God has made us physical beings. And there is no greater there is no greater nod to our physicality than this. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The incarnation of Jesus shows us that what it means to be fully human is to have hands and feet and eyes and ears and minds. And Jesus comes into this world as one of us. One of the lesser appreciated days of the Christian year is Ascension Day. But, but listen to this. 
this kind of narrative of what happens. Jesus enters the world as a child. He becomes a 30 to 33-year-old. He is crucified and he is, he is dead. He is placed into the tomb and he is raised from the dead. And after he is raised from the dead, for 40 days he goes around and he's teaching his disciples and then something amazing happens. Jesus, who is raised with a glorified body. What's a glorified body? It's a body that's made for heaven. It's a body that, that is made to exist in the other realm. And so when Jesus says to the women, don't touch me, don't touch me, I haven't yet ascended to the Father, it's because there is this, there's this intermingling of heaven and earth in the same way that the incarnation intermingles heaven and earth. But when Jesus ascends... When Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, it means that forevermore, a glorified human body is a part of that dance of the Trinity in love of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Don't forget what it means to be a human being with flesh. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Now there are a lot of ways that we take care of ourselves and there are a lot of ways that we don't take care of ourselves. Some of it we can help and some of it we can't. Some of you can eat 19 donuts and your cholesterol will still be far, far lower than mine. And if I were to eat just spinach, my cholesterol would be dangerously high at times. Some of you have uh, the ability to, to run half marathons and, and marathons, and some of us um, get a little winded just walking across the street. One of my favorite writers on habits, James Clear, has this 1% challenge. What would it take for you in the coming week to get 1% more physically healthy? What would it take for you to get 1% better at what you do in your job? What would it take and what would happen if consistently, week after week and month after month, we, consi we consistently got 1% better than we were? Yesterday I had to go down to Franklin, I saw Michaela for about an hour out on the town square, and on the side of the town square, it was one of my favorite restaurants in Franklin, Kentucky, Best Donuts. They have there what's called the old-fashioned donut. It's a cake donut, but that's not the best part of it. The best part is they just, they just take this sugar sprayer, and they spray it until it won't hold anymore, so it's like hard because it's wrapped in sugar. So I had one of them for breakfast yesterday. I'm embarrassed to say I had one of them for lunch yesterday, too. Um, I'm going to have to go running, maybe, this afternoon to uh, undo a little bit of the donut damage from yesterday. Present your bodies, mine and yours, our, our physicality as living sacrifices that are holy and acceptable 
and that are our worship to God. Now, this isn't totally a Christian idea. Isocrates says, in the worship of the the non-Christian gods, follow the example of your ancestors, but consider that the noblest sacrifice and the greatest service is to show yourself the best and most righteous person, for such persons have greater hope of enjoying a blessing than those who offer many sacrifices, who slaughter many victims. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, Paul says. And even the non-Christians recognize there's something that's even deeper than sacrifice. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Do not be conformed to this world. Many voices are calling out for us to be conformed, for us to say the right words or join the right organization or do the right things or pretend that we believe things that we may not. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. If we're not seeking transformation, if we're not seeking the renewal of our minds, if we are falling like mindless sheep into one or two different sheepfolds, then we are not loving God with all of our minds. God has given us the opportunity to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we may discern God's will and so we may accept what is good and acceptable and perfect. Dear friends, present your bodies as living sacrifices. What you think, what you see, where you go, what you do, Present your bodies as gifts to God because what we can offer is we can offer back to God that which he has given us. The second body here is the the body of the church. I was asked by a group that the bishop chairs, what do you love about being United Methodist? And I answered this, we can do more together than we can ever do separately. That's what I love about being United Methodist. I don't have to come into Centenary and say, we need to have a college ministry on the campus of UK. Because, in fact, Methodists from around the Commonwealth of Kentucky together can have a ministry on the campus of UK. We do have one there, don't we, John? We don't have to buy a tract of land in the woods for a camp out in eastern Kentucky because we we already have Aldersgate Camp out at eastern Kentucky because we're all doing together things that we can't do separately. And Paul reminds us that just like one body has many members and not all of the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually we are members 
one of another. You and I are connected. We are all connected in some way to each other and to Christ. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Prophecy in proportion to faith. Ministry in ministering. The teacher in teaching. The exhorter in exhortation. The giver in generosity. The leader in diligence. The compassionate in cheerfulness. And when we realize these things, when we recognize that we all have different gifts to bring to this body that is called the church, that's when we get what Paul is saying in Romans 12, 3. For by the grace of God given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. We can have one of two problems. We can think more highly of ourselves than we ought to, and some people think more lowly of themselves than they ought to. What we're being called to is not this irrationally high or this irrationally low expectation of ourselves, but a realistic expectation. We're sinners saved by grace. We are people who haven't always made the right choices, but still loved and called by God. We are men and women who are deeply flawed, but God has invited us into the circle of his children to eat from his table, to wash in the sacrament of baptism. God has called us. So recognizing who we are, to think with sober judgment, This is our call. And so the challenge for us, for us physical beings who are formed together into this mystical body, the challenge for us is to let God use our bodies. Let God use your hands, your feet, your eyes and your ears. Let God use your embrace. Let God use you, that part of you that is flesh and blood. Let God use you. Now, you may not have the energy that you once had. You may not have the health that you once had. But make no mistake, God will use you. God is not finished with you yet. And then let God use this body, our body, us, bringing us together to do things as a church that we can't do alone. Let God use us to bless our neighbors, our friends, our community. Let God bring us together to do more than we could ever do by ourselves. If you'd ask me on January 1st, what do you think 2020 is going to look like? I would have responded with a naive positivity. It's going to be a great year, I'd say. Well, it's turned out to be a different year. It's turned out to be different in a hundred ways. Not just for our family, not just for Danville, not just for Kentucky. The whole world has turned out to be different than we ever imagined that it would be. But listen to me, people of God. Listen to me. God will still wink at you and show you His goodness and His love. God will still remind you 
that whatever our day looks like today, it's not the only day. That God is invested and active in your life. After church last Sunday, I found out that John got his robe from Lowell Langfeld. Lowell Langfeld was the district superintendent here back when Centenary was in the Frankfurt district. Lowell Langfeld also baptized Michaela and Madison and Zachary. And so John is wearing a robe today given to him by the man who baptized my three children. God's at work, not just today, but over our lifetimes. God's at work bringing us blessing again and again, showing us love again and again, proclaiming his faithfulness again and again, and reminding us even in tough times that we may present our bodies as living sacrifices and we may serve as the church the church which sends us relics through the years to remind us. To remind us that God's in the midst of it all. Do you believe that God's in the middle of it? Do you believe that God has called you to offer yourself to Him? That's the challenge for those who will accept. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.